This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. Hello, my star children. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week. I am going out of town in two days. Going to be flying back to San Diego, which I am personally quite excited about because um, I haven't been back to San Diego. You know, I moved out here to Texas about three years ago now. Um, And I haven't been able to go back just for like relaxing reasons or fun reasons. Uh, it's always been for like a funeral or um, to see, you know, an aging relative with the children or something. So it's going to be nice to be able to just kind of go go there. I'm taking my daughter with me and um, staying with my my dad and my stepmom, who I miss a lot living out here. And um, my one of my very best friends, who I've known since we were like 13, she's she moved to New Zealand actually um, when right before, well, she didn't move there. She went to New Zealand to go backpacking and visit. She was gonna go travel like Southeast Southeast Asia and had this whole like back backpacking trip planned. And uh, then COVID happened and we all know what happened with that. Everything got shut down. New Zealand went into like a really big lockdown and so she has, um, I haven't seen her since then, which is crazy because she was just, she was planning on just visiting and coming back uh, to the States and ended up, you know, during lockdown, she kind of formed a life out there. So uh, never came back. <laughs> so now she's coming back. Um, so uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get to see a lot of pictures of beautiful San Diego, which I miss dearly. And while I'm there, um, I get to go to Harry Potter, the Wizarding, whatever the heck that's called, Universal Studios, Harry Potter Land. I don't know, it has a name. (laughs) I don't know what it is. But um, I actually haven't, I haven't been. I don't remember when it opened, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a really, really long time. And now that my daughter is uh, I guess I haven't had a, a good enough excuse for myself to go. Um, but now that my daughter is, uh, she just finished the sixth book, I think. So she's, she uh, loves Harry Potter just as much as, as I do now. <laughs> so and I know that will make her life to be able to go, go there and see all the stuff in person. Um, so I'm excited to share that with her. It's funny when you end up raising kids that are just kind of like <laughs> into the same stuff you were into. It's like, oh, cool. Got something to talk about. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing next next week. And then, um, yeah, 
<laughs> next and then next week on the podcast um i'm actually going to be sharing a session or part of a session that i did for myself and um let's just say there were a lot of dragons in it it was a really really wild session for me it was probably the deepest into hypnosis I've ever gone. The visuals were insane. I normally do not get visuals like this, but they were... It, it, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it was a whole different experience than I am used to having with hypnosis. So it was super cool. Um, and I'm, ex I'm excited to share share part of it with you. <laughs> I, I'm saying part of it because the first... The first part, I was actually, I was having such a weird or like intense internal experience that I could not even articulate what I was seeing because it was so, um, <laughs> the, my, my, uh, hypnotist, one of my alumni, she from QHC, she was very patient <laughs> while I was just kind of trying to describe what, what was going on in my internal experience. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna share um, parts of it, but I'll give you the whole play-by-play -play of, of what I experienced. I met, um, actually met a new incarnation of myself. I didn't realize that's what it was at the time. Um, but yeah, I met, I met a new older incarnation of me. I am assuming older, I think. Um, older than my old Lyran self. Um, and that was cool. Um, I don't know where she was or what, she, who she was, but I guess that is too something for me to explore further. So excited to share all that with you. For uh, today, we are going to be exploring uh, Mormon Taka. So uh, before we get into that. I actually wanted to talk about something I watched um, on HBO that was very, very uh, big emotional roller coaster for me to watch, but is extremely relevant. Um, and I'm actually going to give you a little. I'm going to talk a little bit more about a couple things that happened in the with the Earth Council that I think are very relevant and a cautionary tale that this uh was could have gone could have gone in the way of the documentary i watched um had it had it i not shut it all down but let's let's unpack that so um i don't know if you guys have seen what, I don't remember the full name of it. Mother Mother God, the Mother God documentary on HBO. Um, a couple of you guys were like, oh my God, have you seen it? Have you seen it? I was like, I watched the preview for it a couple weeks ago. Or maybe it was last week, I don't remember. And I was just watching the preview. <laughs> I was getting so riled up and frustrated. I was like, okay, I got to come back and watch this when I'm mentally prepared to do so because yeah um i'll explain why so i ended up 
I ended up watching it uh, because I, yeah, I ended up watching it. <laughs> uh, it's a three-part series about a cult, um, a galactic cult. Um, and I'll give you the premise. Um, I guess spoiler alert, but a lot of the spoilers are kind of actually shown in the very first scene of the documentary. You kind of see see a lot of it, um, as well as how it ended. So I don't think I'm really spoiling much. It's still definitely worth a watch. But if for some reason you don't want to listen, just skip over this. Um, but it's a lot to unpack. So this woman uh, was a... She seemed kind of like, you know, your typical normal muggle human who kind of went down the the new age spirituality pipeline. Um, as people do. And she ended up um, abandoning her children, her young children, to basically go go start a cult. Um she thought that she was, and this is this is all pretty recent here. Um, she thought she was the the female physical embodiment of God, um, like personified, basically, and that she was here to to transmute, I guess, all the pain and suffering on, on the planet, which, you know, and <laughs> I could see how maybe it started out as something, um, pos- potentially positive, but what ended up happening was, um, so she was, she was kind of, she, she was searching for this other figure who would be father God. Um, kind of like her equal or twin flame or or whatnot. And um, so kind of like she had all these men who would be like, oh, well, you're this, you're father God. And now this guy's father God. And that guy's a different father God. And until she found the quote unquote real father God who ended up um, being a meth addict. She, a really interesting character. And basically it all kind of, they lived she had this little following they all lived um in this you know they kind of like traveled around in different lived in different houses and camps and stuff and they started an organization called um lovehasone.org which i believe still exists and the the original cult members they're they're all still um they the Kool-Aid is still in the system, if you know what I mean. Um, I don't know if it's still being, if they're still doing transmissions or, or whatnot. But so they would do these live streams on YouTube and would, um, here's where things got weird. <laughs> things got really, really weird. Was that, so they had this, so, so Mother God, she um, claimed to be channeling. This this might sound familiar to you guys as kind of 
things that tend to happen in in these uh, new age spirituality communities so she she was claiming to channel the galactic federation sort of i guess her galactic team um and which she they were basically her her team um was all these dead celebrities and so like her main guide was robin williams so robin williams would come through and give her advice um so they say and there were all these other just really random celebrities it's very strange Marilyn monroe uh oh god what were some of the other ones just like really random ones especially oh and even um donald trump who is still alive but was one of on her team um you know all these people and she was saying uh, oh and um a, a famous galactic figure which i will talk more about shortly here uh named ashtar shiron um more to unpack even more with that uh which is tied to the earth council which i will be speaking about so so um yeah so she was channeling all these beings and would do these transmissions eventually she she, but here's the thing was that she was a raging alcoholic and a uh basically just high and drunk all day and all night this kind of like loose cannon and so all all of the people around her would just justify this behavior so she would be acting wild and drunk and yelling at people and having meltdowns and fits and stuff and then you know her cult members would just be like well you know she's she's just transmuting the negative energy on this planet you know it's like they had a justification for literally everything this is confirmation bias at it and groupthink <laughs> at its finest um and so basically things deteriorated got worse and worse she got more and more unhinged and so did her her cult members so they started doing these live streams where um you know they would come on and be like but basically they were here's here's this huge problem i have with this is that and it, it's just it's wild to me that people couldn't discern this and still followed and still gave them money you know the people watching them on youtube is like you watch these people in the cult members they're they're the way they talk i hate to use this language against them but just the most low vibrational bullshit i've ever seen and it's just <laughs> watching this i'm sitting here like wanting to desperately just rip out my eyeballs and pull my hair out because it was so bad they're the way they talk you know they're like shaming people into donating being like well mom needs a go-kart so are you gonna like go get her a fucking go-kart like donate you know that's how they talk i'm not exaggerating it's worse than what i just did (laughs) like it's bad um and they amassed you know hundreds of thousands of dollars and um while mom you know that's what they called her is is drinking herself to death and saying you know that 
that alcohol is like a, a tool or something for her to transmute negativity. You know, it was just all didn't make any sense. And, and so, um, what ended up happening was she ended up, um, basically poisoning herself to death and they were giving her half uh, a liter of colloidal silver every day and so being like oh that's going to cure her because robin williams said it was and she ended up um turning gray like her skin turned just gray because of all the colloidal silver she was ingesting and she passed um and then i will not go into detail about what happened after that um besides because <laughs> it's kind of gruesome but they they thought that she was still there and was coming back and it's just all this stuff and so you know it's just it's really the perfect example of what happens when somebody i've i keep saying this but it's just coming up over and over and over and over and over again in in my field of awareness right now is when people um start going really heavy into galactic work and um without doing any without being like um ready to do that without have done having done any healing or inner work or shadow work first and it was just it was really you know me watching this and seeing all like a lot of the the parallels um between what happened in, in my community um, with the earth council. So let me, let me, I want to talk about this a little bit because I, I really thought about like, you know, I've been trying picking and choosing what I wanted to share about what happened, but I feel like what, especially after watching this, I really hit home what I'd been kind of, um, integrating for myself, which was that like this, I believe this absolutely happened for a reason for me so that I could learn the painful lessons first before things took um, an unhealthy turn. And so I'll tell you a little bit, um, a little bit more about what happened. So uh, just a quick, quick, like 10 second recap. The Earth Council was um, group of beings who we were, um, you know, we knew each other and in other lifetimes kind of like contracted to come into, um, this incarnation to help, you know, raise the, um, help, help with, you know, raise the awareness of the consciousness shift happening on, on our planet. It was originally very positive intention, and um benevolent everything was you know it, it it resonated it felt good it felt harmless um i want to share what happened what like one of the things that happened that that made things change which 
I think is kind of reflected like in um, what happened with the mother god thing. So the last member of the Earth Council, I don't know if you guys listening remember um, me kind of, we were kind of searching for him. And um, because things were going fine. And then we found him. Never shared his name or any identity on the podcast. Uh, he was the known as he was the Hadarian. Um, and so that's what we knew of him was that he was he was from Hadar. And so you know I did a hypnosis session with him, and nothing happened. He wasn't able to connect with his um his galactic team he wasn't able to get any glimpses of a past life like no visuals no emotional experience no like nothing it was just blank basically and so i did i did about five maybe or six attempts with him to try to do hypnosis and every time it was exactly the same like nothing nothing happened it didn't work so and, and, and I also want to say, like, like, love to him. I don't feel anger. Um, I, I just want to say that first. That I'm not coming at this from a place, like an emotionally charged place. It's, I've put a lot of this to bed, basically, at this point. Um, but, you know, it was like, so the reason I, t- I tell you that is because with him not being able to connect during hypnosis was because he was, we never had any, um, he basically was kind of relying on other people to tell him who he was because he wasn't able to make that connection himself. And so, um, in one of the hypnosis sessions where he came up in it, um, his name, the name that came through was similar to the name Ashtar. Um, which I just, which if you'll remember, I, I mentioned when I was talking about Mother God. And um, Ashtar Shiran is a, if you don't know who this entity is, is a famous galactic entity um, that has, literally has a cult <laughs> based around him. Actually a few cults based around him. So let me tell you a bit about Ashtar. Ashtar Shiran was, uh, I think it was back in the 70s. uh, there's this transmission that happened on British television where this, where this entity Ashtar came through. Um, you know, from what we under, from who, who knows, you know, how, where the truth is, you know, sometimes that's hard to tell, but this transmission came through addressing the public from this alien named Ashtar. And so from that, there came this, um, basically people started becoming obsessed with this entity and formed a whole body of work around them. So all of a sudden everybody, you know, all these people were claiming to channel Ashtar, Chiron, and all these, you know, there are all these books, all these documents, transmissions. It's a whole thing. If you go on YouTube, it's worth a watch. Go on YouTube to, um what's it called uh it's called the something like the cult of ashtar 
or something like that. If you look it up, you'll find it. It's a 30-minute documentary about it. And so, um, you know, all these people claiming to channel be channeling Ashtar. You guys know how I feel about people claiming to channel things. Um, <laughs> it can be very difficult to discern what is real, what is not, what is affected by people's um, ego or or you know internal filters, shadows, biases, all those things. So, especially if it's coming from a, a cult. So, what happened was he. Um, got into his head that he's Ashtar. And that's that's when things got really bizarre. So, you know, he's telling me, you know, that that's, that's who he believes he is, even though he's never made any connection with a galactic, with a parallel self or anybody. And I'm telling him, um, well, number one, <laughs> I was like, Ashtar is, there's a lot of history to that that is wrapped up in cult stuff. And anything you read on the internet or in books about Ashtar Sharon, you need to take with a grain of salt. Um, and even I pointed him toward that documentary. And I said, you, we need to work on getting you to connect with your to make a connection with your parallel. That should be the only thing we're doing right now, basically. And so, um, but that advice was not taken. And um, it's so sad, man. It sucks. Like, uh, like he's a good person. Every, all these, the, the half of the Earth Council that got wrapped up into this, they are good people as humans. Um, and but they kind of got wrapped up in this thing where it's like he's Ashtar and oh this this whole kind of thing came from that and um he that he was reading he was reading um a book um one of the books that was supposedly channeling Ashtar and this book was talking about all these doomsday theories it was talking about how there's going to be this AI god that was going to destroy earth like all this stuff that's like way out there and I <laughs> I'm like trying to kind of talk them through this and um that that was when I I had my own hypnosis session to try to figure out what was going on with Markara and she was able to give me some information um you know that that like basically she was like scratch everything you know about Ashtar Shiron um and basically just like hunker down to that that's not the right word <laughs> um you know keep keep things keep the lid on keep things in check like focus on you know getting him to connect and um there's some other other things that came from that session. I don't think I'll ever share it unless I have to for some reason. But, um, and so the the reason I'm sharing this, um, so then, well, I'll, you guys know how it ended, sort of. So it got basically it was like I don't uh, 
this weird dynamic happened where half of the earth the i will tell you which ones just so we're clear here the hadarian um the high commander's human and um the lemurian ended up being they're all anonymous i, I believe um they ended up having um kind of like spinning their own thing that kind of spiraled out as far as like you know that's when things got weird they thought they didn't like what i had to say about the ashtar stuff and um so then it became oh well monet's <laughs> who's like you know they started pointing fingers at everybody and was like Bonet's uh, dying and is being attacked by a dark entity and gonna sell her soul like all this crazy stuff and I was just like uh, give me a break so <laughs> that's when that things got out of control right but uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up um is because it's this like it's a cautionary tale it ha this is not an isolated incident like things like this happening in the starseed community it's in the light worker community it's not it's far from that since i've been sharing more about what happened i've had a few people reach out to me and say hey this this happened in my group too that i was in and this happened in this community and this happened with this spiritual group i was a part of and it's like it's uh, it's a big problem it's a huge problem and and one of the things that really 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 just drives me insane and bothers me so much is that like there is truth to there's so much truth to all of this right I wouldn't be I wouldn't have this platform if I didn't believe in it but when people take take this stuff and they kind of like spin it into their own things and it, it and it's like it becomes twisted and um, it, it becomes extreme, right? People take it to an extreme place and it spirals out of control after that. And it, it I've been just uh, on this path of trying to understand how is this, how did this happen? How does this happen to people? Like, what do we need to be doing here? What is the solution? Um, and what, you know, what really... Obviously, it comes back to like doing doing the inner work and and healing ourselves first before we start dabbling too hard in this stuff, right? I'm not talking about like doing one hypnosis session here or there. I'm talking about like making your whole life an identity about your galactic self without doing any healing or anything or shadow work. And so, um, the the thing I also want to kind of say is how you know it's like this it seems like the people who it can be so sexy and seductive to be like i am this famous galactic entity right i am important and that can be misused so easily and it's like People can start believing their own delusions, essentially. Like even with the Mother God example, they talked about how she would, you know, there would be times where she'd be like crying at night 
being like, am I making this all up? Is this all, is this, is this real? Is this fake? Am I a fraud? Right. And they, and then her people would be like, no, no, you know, you're not, you're, you're mother of God. <laughs> right. Cause they were so invested in the delusion. And I just, it's, and it kind of brought me back to kind of like thinking about me and my own journey, right, of, um, you know, it's like after, after the stuff happened with the Earth Council and it, I dissolved it and we're not, <laughs> not a thing anymore. Um, I went through a period of, of, of questioning for myself where I was kind of, I had to really step back and be like, am I harming people? Am I, is this real? Like, am I leading people into something that is not ethical, right? Um, because my heart has always been in the right place. But that doesn't mean maybe I'm unintentionally harming other people and so I really 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 had to sit with that and it really really humbled me um it was incredibly uncomfortable to sit with but in sitting with it um I was able to kind of come back to myself and come back to what I knew was true. You know, I, I intentionally, I was, I closed the door with my galactic guides and Markara. I was like, I, this is, I need to figure out for myself if this is something I, I still want to believe in, right? Because that's always a choice. Um, and through that reflection and through, through that coming, you know, being with myself through that, um, I was able to come back to this work in a more grounded way, in a way where, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, where I feel confident that I am um, not setting, you know, attracting people that maybe just want to, you know, um, people who just want to be important I mean we all want to be important um but if we haven't if we haven't like faced <laughs> if we haven't faced the pain of like uh of that own inner wound it's like we're going to be searching for that, that importance outside of ourselves everywhere. And I feel like that's maybe how, how people in these cults end up um, getting so, like, buying into it. You know what I mean? Where, you know, there's no they just they buy into a delusion and then it becomes too painful even when things get weird and messy 
and dangerous sometimes, like in what happened with Mother God. It's like to admit that it was all a delusion is too painful. So instead of truly supporting, you know, the, the, the woman, Mother God, they slowly killed her. She would literally like plead with them, like, don't make me drink the colloidal silver, like, <laughs> and they would do it anyway, because that's what they thought was best for her. And it's because it's too painful to admit that maybe they were wrong. So I, well, number one, I want to, I just want to take like a second here to just thank all of you who are, um, who kind of like went through all that Earth Council stuff and came out on the other end and are still here listening. Um, I want to thank you for your trust in me. It takes an incredible amount of trust in someone. Um, to do this type of work, right? Especially with the way that all of you out here, my my listeners, you, you guys are so amazing and grounded and sane and wonderful and lovely humans. And um, so thank you for trusting me. And my, my promise to you is that um, I will... I will always stay with my feet on the ground and stay grounded and will always be able to um, be onto myself and onto the people in my community and circle to know, to, to spot the red flags, right, before they become um, a big problem. And, um, you know, it's a massive, 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 painful lesson for me. And what I can say is that being on the other side of it now, you know, that happened back in August. I'm still processing a lot, but I am finally on the other side of it and feeling, um, you know, it doesn't feel so painful to think about anymore. Um, some of the the betrayal that happened through that that I haven't really shared. Um, the way that these people turned on me personally and attacked me kind of behind my back, which I have have the receipts for <laughs> in case uh, anybody tries to say that didn't happen. It did. I have uh, I have all the receipts. Just just saying. If anybody out there is listening, um, you know I. It's, um, I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> I was just thinking about all of the, the ugly text messages, um, that I got to read. So, um, you know, I, what was I going to say? No idea. 
I will, but I will, here's what, here's what I will say. I think I lost, I lost it. I lost my train of thought. But what I can, what I can say is that I feel, I feel very, very, very certain and confident about the direction that I'm heading now with, um, with my work and with what I am, with my legacy, you know, what I'm kind of like passing on to the spiritual community and where I see that headed. Because for me, um, it's about balance, you know, it's about being that like grounded voice of reason. And that's in this space that can be so just filled with, with weird shit. And um, I, I promise to continue being that for you out there. And um, I would, you know, this is, it's really impacting kind of the direction I take some of my programs and my trainings. Um, this, this is exactly how Shadow School was, was born from my experience in the Earth Council and what happened with that. And, um, because it just, and, and just watching documentaries like, um, the Mother God one. Next, I'm being told I need to watch Escaping Twin Flames. I'm, I know that one's going to get me all riled up too, but, um, you know, it's like all of this just confirms so much that, that this, this foundational work is really needed so that, you know, if we're, if we're going to continue deeply exploring our galactic side, that we balance that out with, um, with our own healing and shadow work and all that stuff so that we can approach it from a, a place where we are able to discern for ourselves um, what's real and what's not. And, and um, able to stay grounded and able to actually make, make a real impact as a grounded human, as opposed to someone who maybe is coming at it from a wounded place um because that's how people go off the deep end and and the real the real big issue with that you know everybody's on their own journey i'm not trying to rescue anybody we're all on our own journey our own paths but if we're going to be going out um into the world representing the starseed community the lightworker community like if we're going to have any sort of legitimacy at all besides just being this weird and fringy culty thing we've got to start acting like like we gotta step up <laughs> and um bridge that gap like we have got to be an example of a grounded person who is um we need to read it sorry my brain's like doing the thing where it skips from thought to thought because my mouth doesn't move fast enough because <laughs> my brain's moving so fast right now um we we need we need to be an example for people and we need to be if we're we we are here for a reason right now and um, we cannot make the impact we want to see on the world if we're doing it from an unhealed and wounded space. We can't. Especially in this, in this realm. 
<laughs> this new age realm, right? Like, let's, let's fucking be an example and um, stay grounded, right? So, uh, <laughs> the doors are open to my program, um, Shadow School. I'd love to, I'd love to have you guys in it. If you have not, um, joined yet, it's starting to fill up and people are trickling in and it's very exciting to see who's joining. Um, there, just a quick reminder, I won't talk a lot about this. There's, there's the six month self-healing option um, with an optional three-month certification option after that for those of you who want to do this work with your clients and professionally. So um, there are a couple things I want to mention here uh, real fast is that I made a couple tweaks that I think might be helpful. So I think I'd, I'd written in my um landing page and the FAQs that you need to choose now if you want to do the certification track or the um, self-healing track. Um, otherwise, the price increases. I'm, I'm actually going to change that so that um, I think there, there's probably going to be like a cutoff point towards the, the end of the self-healing track to let me know that. Um, so you don't have to make that decision right now. If you want, you can sign up for the self-healing track and make that decision um, down the road. That's fine. I won't increase your price until I will. I'll give you a cut cutoff date at some point within the program. Um, so, so you can sign up for the self-healing track and make that decision later if you'd like. Because I heard some of you guys were kind of not sure which one, which option you wanted. Um, so that that totally works for me. And um, I'm also, I'm considering, <laughs> I'm considering having a second time. So having like a daytime group and an evening group, um, that's going to be based on interest. So I know, you know, I, I hear from you guys that sometimes that like you can't make the, the daytime calls and I, you know, because of work and totally understand that. Um, so if you are interested, if you want to do it, but the time doesn't work for you, because I'm doing Tuesdays at 12 Central, and you would do it if it were in the evenings instead, um, please reach out to me and let me know. Because if I get enough of you, I will open up a new time. But I won't do that if 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 there if nobody reaches out to me. So I need, I need y'all to tell me that like by the end of the week, as soon as possible, if, if you want to do it, if it, there's an evening time that works for you and let me know what that time is. Um, so I can make a decision on that. So you can either reach out in my DMS on Instagram, um, at the starseed awakener is my handle, or you can email, um, Lisa, my assistant at, um, team at the starseed awakener.com. So let me know if that's something you want to do. I'm not above opening up another time slot for that. So the other thing I'm going to be doing is I wanted to, um, it occurred to me that maybe, maybe you guys, <laughs> probably not, I don't know, maybe, that um, a lot of you guys probably don't really know what shadow work looks like, what that looks like um, when it comes to doing it with another person. Um and so like how a, how a session might look, like what does that 
what does it mean? What does it look like? Um, so I'm actually going to be doing a, um, a live call where on, um, Sunday, uh, at not, no, hold on. I'm going to be, in, <laughs> I'm going to be in San Diego. So I'm doing some quick math here. I usually do central. So I'm just going to talk about it in central time. So we'll do it at 11, um, central and, um, where we'll be able to, I'm actually going to do a, like a live shadow work session where you guys will get to watch and see what that looks like. I think my, um, lovely assistant <laughs> I finally get to say that my lovely assistant is uh she volunteered to be the guinea pig um and so I'm you're gonna see me do um a session with her and also get to kind of come in and have your questions answered too so um you will also be able to watch the replay for that so I'm gonna have a link in my uh, the show notes so that you can sign up for that and get access to the replay if you're not able to watch it. And, um, you know, if you're not able to make it, you can also send, send in your questions to Lisa, um, that her team at the starseedawakener.com. That's, that's her email. Um, if you aren't able to make it live on the call, but you'll get to see what that looks like. And, um, we haven't <laughs> talked about like what, what to expect or we have no, no a set agenda for that we're going to kind of see what comes up for her and it's going to be fun so come watch and see what it's like and um hopefully we'll be able to do like a and she'll get some breakthrough um in that in the in the live call we do and you guys will get to see that she's she's an amazing sport um and shout out to lisa so so yeah so that's what i'm going to be doing um, so go, you can come sign up for that, join it and we'll do it. I'm excited. So that's this coming Sunday. Hopefully that gives you guys enough time to sign up and register and then enough time to make a decision if you want to do the program. Um, Ooh, maybe I'll give like a little bonus to people who come to the call. I'm going to think about that. Think about what that might be. So that is it on that for now thank you for listening <laughs> on my my cult rant um let's transition here to talking about mintaka totally different subject um i talked a lot about it last week so there's actually not a whole lot to say at this point really um i think you know just if you haven't maybe listen to the last episode so you can get an idea of um what what's coming up in this session you'll notice that there's there's some differences um in the last session is the same client but this is her follow-up session we did together and she where we discovered what happened with the destruction of mintaka and you'll hear that we got a lot of her questions answered we had a different guide come through this time um the other guide we find out um is more telepathic and very um has a very intense energy so it was difficult for her to kind of bring him, him, I don't know what's a him, <laughs> them through to um, get, you know, get those questions and talk to them. So this time is a, a more human-ish guide um, who's able to to get 
all the questions we needed answers answered and um, you're going to learn a lot about what happened in Mentaka. So that's that. Enjoy. Feels firm where I'm standing. Seems a little dark. Mm-hmm. Feels like I'm moving my arms. Now I'm feeling like I'm not firm on the ground. Mm-hmm. Definitely feels like I'm in water. Okay. I'm weightless. Feels like I'm in water. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be in the water? Uh, weightless. Mm-hmm. Free. Nothing constricting. You're doing great. See like a flowing blue light. Mm-hmm. Keep being shown that it's kind of similar to hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm looking at myself or somebody else, but it's uh, like a figure of blue flowing hair. Mm-hmm. They almost seem shimmery. Do they feel like the same species as you? Or different? I think they might be the same species. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some similarities. Not sure what we're doing. Okay. You're doing great. Does this feel, this place in the water that you're in, does it feel familiar to you? Yes. What's the general tone of, or the mood in this place? It's like we're hanging out. It doesn't feel serious. Okay. I don't know if we're just going about our daily life. Mm-hmm. My eyes are feeling watery. I'm sensing a different kind of emotion coming over me. Okay. Mm. It kind of feels like a sadness. Hmm. I don't know why I feel like crying. Mm. And if tears come, just let them. Just very heavy in my chest. Mm. Do you feel like you're in the same form as last time? Yeah, I think I do feel that. Okay. I don't know why I'm sad this time. Mm-hmm. Am I able to move forward from this, uh, this emotion? Okay. Let's see what we're supposed to understand next. It's feeling a lot of pressure on my third eye. Hmm. And that sadness and that feeling let up. Mm-hmm. Do you think the sadness is connected to the place that you're in and 
where yeah, it's definitely what it felt like. Yeah. It's remember less worrisome. Worrisome, yeah. I was wondering if mm. it was because I remember at the end of the last ses session, things were something was changing or shifting in your mm. your place where you lived. Being told to follow or come. Okay. Not sure where we're going. Are you following the being that was with you before? I believe so. I just saw a hand to motion to come. Okay. And I feel like we're swimming. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see where you end up. Are you hearing some sounds? Mm-hmm. It's like a, like a loud siren, you think, maybe? Okay. It's very loud. Um, I don't know if it's mixing in with like a screaming, like a, it just sounds really loud, like a loud siren scream. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it sounds like a warning. I... Do you know if you're um, still with that being or if there are other beings around? There's other beings around. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that other one went. It's just got quiet. Okay. What is what is the mood now among it's all the still? It's like really like like the morning went off and now we're just still mm -hmm. and like listening and waiting. Okay. Or I guess whatever the morning was for to pass. It's very uneasy. Mm. Is there anyone in charge that's around you that you can look to? Let me see. Looking, it feels like everything is just still and quiet right now. Okay. And you're still underwater. Let me see if I can find another being around or get something. Um, so what I'm seeing is, uh, kind of hard to explain, um, kind of looks like it has five points, mm -hmm. um, kind of looks like the bottom of a starfish, mm -hmm. um, that's all I'm seeing. You know anything about the significance of that object? No, I, I want to say it was. Uh, no idea what that was. I don't okay. know if it was something floating by or if it was the thing that we were being warned about. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like things are resuming now. Okay. Maybe see what happens next. That being I'm seeing kind of looks like a stingray. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe it is a stingray. Mm hmm. Just seeing it swimming. Things just feel normal. Is it what type of uh, 
energy does it feel like? Is it positive or negative? Or? Just positive. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking in my hands and I'm following the stingray somewhere because okay. I saw a crystal in my hand. Hmm, okay. where you end up it's like it's a maybe another cave mm -hmm. and I'm just inserting the crystals it feels like inside the wall of the cave mm -hmm. you know why just to keep them in a safe place away from anybody finding them for safekeeping Mm hmm Are you hiding them from someone? I think so. We're kind of putting things away for safekeeping. Mm, I see. Is that your home or a different cave? A different cave. Because it felt like I was being escorted, maybe. Oh, I see. Do you know, um, do you know why, like, why the crystals are important to keep safe? I feel like they generate energy here. Mm. Oh, they I see. keep things running, they're powerful. Mm-hmm. And is this part of your, your job or, like, what, what you do in your society is specifically with those crystals? Yes, I work with the crystals. Mm -hmm. We kind of use them for things around where we live, the source of power and energy. Mm -hmm. And there's other beings looking for them, I think, for their power, maybe. Yeah. That's what I'm being shown. Are you able to describe what the crystals look like? Let's see. They look elongated. They're like elongated. They insert into these spaces. They look clear. They don't look like the color of these particular ones I'm putting away. Mm -hmm. There's uh, some green ones. as well mm -hmm. what do you know about who is after these crystals they're not from here mm. if this scene feels complete why don't we see what happens next okay Um, it's being shown just like, um, destruction, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Lots of, um, frantic feeling. Just things being destroyed. Mm -hmm. Lots of panic. Where are the attacks coming from? Are they coming from within the water or above the water? 
It feels like it's above the water, like into the water. Mm-hmm. And are you able to um, notice anything about how the attacks are landing? Like who who's dropping them, or or how that what type of attacks they are? Um, it feels I want to say like like laser. It feels like I mm-hmm. don't know else how to explain it, but that's what's coming in. Like maybe it's coming from ships that are above the water yeah it actually feels like they're in the water now oh okay like they're they're able the ships are able to go into the water like like they know where we're at yeah and everybody's just hiding and panicking and things are just being like explosions and so much orange light mm-hmm Everything's just being destroyed. And what are you doing while this is happening? I'm with another being and I feel like we're just hiding and we're just comforting each other. And don't know where everybody else is. It's a very, very frightening feeling just Trying not to be found. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a romantic uh, being, like if I am with this person romantically. Mm-hmm. I know we're embracing. Mm-hmm. We're scared. Yeah. Just a lot of us are in hiding. Mm-hmm. Where are you hiding while you're watching this? Um, I want to say definitely under, I don't know if we're under a rock or in a cave, but it's very dark. And we're just trying to be very still mm-hmm. and quiet. Are you able to see the the beings at all that are manning the crafts? Do you know anything about them? Um, let me see can't see inside of them. That's okay. Are you able to describe the crafts at all? Um, yeah, they seem a little bit um, kind of submarine-ish, I guess, um, but like round. Mm-hmm. And definitely seem... Like there can be only a couple of people in one because it's smaller. Mm-hmm. They're uh, scouting on their own, but there's many of them. And this is just the closest one that I can see. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of floating around using like a light to try to see. Oh, I see. Because it's really dark. Mm-hmm. Why don't we see what happens next? Just one big laser beam that shot straight down. I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. The other ones were like at an angle. This one shot straight down. 
And it like it's a really big blast. Mm. I don't know where that came from. Are there structures around this area, like where people live or work? There or there's nothing here anymore. No. And what are you and the other being doing as you watch this? I don't see the other being anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just kind of looking over everything, like I'm not in my oh. body. Okay. Just looking at all of the destructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see me or the other being anymore. Okay. What else do you notice as you're observing all of this now from outside of your body? Um, I don't see anything left that was there. Um, I think whatever the beings that came in got what they needed, I think, and just left. Mm-hmm. Were they able to get the the crystals that they were after? I don't know. Maybe that's what that big light was. Hmm. Not being shown anything else. Okay. Let's see if if there's anything else about this event or what followed after this event that you are meant to see at this time. Why don't we see if there's anybody around from your team who can answer some questions about this event that happened? That you can hear? Yeah, they're here already. Okay. Um, let's, let's ask whoever, whoever would be the best person to talk to, the best being to talk to, see who wants to come through. When you're ready, just let me know. Hi. What, hi, what can, what can you share about what you just showed? Was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Her home. Yes. What else can you tell us about what happened? It was invaded, invaded by outsiders. Mm-hmm. What were they after? Energy source. Mm-hmm. You know what it was they wanted to use it for. Power. Anything you can tell us about the properties of these crystals that she was guarding? They were very powerful. They could be used for good and bad, depending on who had them. I see. And what was her role with working with them? She was to protect them. She 
he's the one that transported them, cared for them, cured mm-hmm. them, them. Mm. They were very powerful. Must take a a special kind of being to be able to handle that kind of powerful crystal. Share with us about maybe why that was role working with these crystals. Because she was not good nor bad. She was not easily swayed to either side. Mm. She was trusted. Because she wouldn't want to use them for her own gain. Yes. Um, how has that carried over into her current, this life as a human? She's very trusting. She can be trusted. Mm-hmm. She's not easily swayed. Integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to confirm, was, was that, um, planet in Mintaka in the Orion star system? It was. Yeah. And, um, the people that were after those crystals, were they also from Orion? They were. Yeah. Is there anything you want to share about that event that maybe is... You know, there's a lot of lore and myths surrounding Mintaka. Is there, there anything you want to share about what it was like and why it was so special and why, why people st- still ha- have all these questions about it? It's very peaceful, very intelligent beings resourceful and it had many resources that people other beings wanted I see were they a threat to the negative factions in Orion in some way was it because of the resources and the, the power that the technology held yes yeah they were more advanced Oh, the Mintakans were more advanced? Yes. Ah, there we go. That makes sense. So they wanted to squash them, basically? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. That sucks. Yes. Um, The underwater beings, did they look like the mermaids we see today in folklore? No. Or were they different? They were different. What can you tell us about? Shimmery. Oh, go ahead. Shimmery. Mm-hmm. They were very beautiful. They had tail bodies, but it was, they weren't two separate. They were one. Oh, I see. 
So not like the Little Mermaid where it's half and half. Okay. I can see why Orion, the negative factions, would be jealous of that species. And what they had. They had a light to them that they really wanted. Yeah. Was um, Mintaken for more than one incarnation? Yes. So that's like one of her like her home base in a lot of ways. Yes. See. This is why she always looks and is drawn to what's in the deep deep sea because she knows there's something down there. Mm -hmm. She doesn't look to the sky. Mm. She's very drawn to what's below the depths of very and the dark, dark oceans. Mm -hmm. Because she knows that's where her home is. Right. So she's been kind of subconsciously searching for home. Yes. She's never felt at home. She's never felt um, a part of the place she's at now. She's always felt different. Mm -hmm. Very, very um, um, out, outcast. Um, didn't fit in. Mm -hmm. The weird one. She, this one. Mm -hmm. Thinking the word is I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Not like the others. Yeah. She holds a very bright that some not so good beings are drawn to. Mm hmm. Did that form um, in that incarnation? Did they, um, did they die during, like, that attack? Yes, that's why she was observing and not feeling anymore. That's what I thought. Thank you for not showing her the, yes, what actually happened. So, um, when you showed us the other memories in the last session from, her life in the Federation. Is that a, was that a different, uh, was that the same, that incarnation or a different one? It's a different incarnation. She's been incarnated many times. Yeah. So is, is that incarnation, um, currently alive? Yes. Okay. And she's connected to them. That's a parallel um, incarnation. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Um, what can you tell me about them? Um, or is that you? <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see. Um, that's not me, no. Um, okay. It's a very important role they're playing. Very, very busy rarely sleeps and is, uh, on a ship. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say too much about what they do. That's what I'm getting. Okay. 
Um, are they also connected with Mentaka or a different species? Um, getting. I want to say Orion. Mm, okay. Like a neutral or benevolent Orion species. Benevolent wants good for humanity and good for everybody mm. involved. Yeah, it's I think it's good for us to remember that there are neutral and positive Orion yeah. folk out yeah. there. Um, would it be helpful for her to connect with this incarnation in this life? Like through her meditations or anything like that? But yes. Yeah. Have they been the one that's contacting her? <clears throat> yes. Ah, okay. It's good. Good to know. Um, are you her higher self who I'm speaking with? No. No. Okay. Um, what can you, what can you tell us about what is here to do in this lifetime? On Earth, why she chose to to come here? She needs to share her light. Mm -hmm. She's here to help awaken others. Her energies, um, what kind of sparks the awakening in others? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What she does, the work is how she connects with people. Mm, okay. Um, when she's working, it's um, a form of meditation, and so she's bringing in the energy and sharing it. It's beautiful. So it's kind of for her to make an impact on just those who she encounters from day to day. Yes. And that creates that like energy. a ripple effect. Exactly that. Uh, um, yes, a ripple effect. Um, is there anything? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. She's able to transmute energies, um, negative ones. Mm -hmm. She um, sort of acts like um, um, a filter. Is the word I think. Oh, okay. Yes, filter. Mm. So she's able to kind of like shift the energy in a space or with a person. Yes. Wow. What, um, is she, is there any way for her to incorporate her, her work with those crystals into this lifetime? Um, just the work she's doing is uh, Reiki energy work, um, mm -hmm. using it with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, and to also include some sound. Oh, okay. Yes, sound. Beautiful. What, um, what can you tell us about her, maybe her parallels uh 
involvement in Atlantis and Lemuria? Is there anything to share about that? That's not particularly um, significant for her at this time. Yes. Okay. Um, obviously, it seems like Mintacos was the thing to explore. Um, how will you know? I'm, I know that that this destructive event was kind of showing up in her nightmares for yes. a long time. Um, what? How can we help Maria? Kind of process this now that it's come out into the light of day. To know that she is safe now and that she can feel safe because she's here with her family mm-hmm. from that time as well. Mm-hmm. Has any of her current family? For one thing, she was with is her daughter. Oh, beautiful. That's why her daughter is so um, attached to her. I see. Very, very close to her. Mm. Is any of that because of what, what happened in that lifetime that she's afraid of losing her or... Yes, she's very close for that reason. She's um, almost, let's see, the clingy is the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Is there any way to help her, her daughter, with the same, you know, work through, since they have that shared memory together, is there anything for her to help with? To use the energy work and the purple crystals with her. Okay. That's great. How, what are some ways can help feel safer in, in her earth life? Um, to remember the peacefulness of her home. Hmm. She's able to bring in that energy so she can um, channel it into her and she can use that same um, channel to her daughter. Mm -hmm. Is there anything as far as her spiritual development goes that um, she can be focusing on right now? Yes, she needs to meditate. She's gotten um, easy meditating. Hmm. She is, was feeling disconnected. Um, so she needs to find that connection again. Yeah. Is there anything maybe from Mintaka that, that she can... Um, focus on her call in while while she's 
meditating um, or doing energy work that can be like a help kind of like anchor her to this feeling of peace from her home. Yes, her crystals. Okay. Are there There's are- one in particular that she can use and she knows which one it is. Oh, perfect. I was, uh, I was just about to ask. Um, and I'm actually going to circle back and ask a couple of the questions that she had initially that were kind of hard to get answers to last time, if that's okay. Um, what, um, what can you share about the chest pain that she's been experiencing? Is there anything she can do to help with that? Um, the chest pains are um, ways for her to be reminded that uh, she needs to slow down. Mm. She needs to breathe. She tenses up sometimes and forgets to breathe. Mm-hmm. And she just needs to remember to trust that things are going to be okay. She worries a lot. Mm. Is some of the worry just kind of bleeding over from past life stuff? Yes, and that's um, things she's working through is to manage those or not manage to um, the work through the karma of those. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, you know, her direction in life, is she meant to to pick a new direction or is she where she's supposed to be right now? She already has. Mm, okay. She's on that new direction. Okay, and that's a positive thing? Yes. Um, is there anything you can share about why she's so tired and can't remember her dreams? She is working. She's not in her body when she's um, sleeping. I see. Um, that's why she's not remembering dreams. Because mm-hmm. she's not really dreaming. She's working. As like when her she's... parallel self. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. I have the same <laughs> experience. It's very frustrating. Yes. Um, okay, that makes sense. Um, and and is, would you be able to share a little bit about how that works? Um, what you can share about like why we have that experience when we have parallels who are busy. <laughs> um, yes, it's our, when we sleep, we our conscious mind is asleep. Um, so we're free to roam and we naturally connect with our parallel selves. 
Ah. Out of the way. I see. So it's almost like it's almost like the conscious mind is that that wall that we need to have while we're to keep us separate to during the day. Here. Yeah. Correct. Right. And then sometimes that veil kind of like thins a little bit while we're exactly. here. Exactly. Yes. That veil thins and you're free to roam. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. Huh. Um, is there anything you can share about this team? Like who's, who her guides are? I am one of her guides. Mm-hmm. She has many guides. She has many ancestors. She has many galactic guides. Um, there was other ones here trying to 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 step in and um she can connect with all of them okay through meditation do any of them want to speak right now there's one that wants to speak but they're having a hard time um, they don't form words ah uh. Was this the one we spoke with last time? Yes. Ah, I see. <laughs> um, maybe we could have that that guy send a message through. Maybe a message that then you as can like, or as one of her guides can relay through, like kind of like telephone. Okay. Let's see. Um. It's like there's many telephones that we have to use. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the message back. Take your time. And they want to connect through channel with and they want her to work on this to, um, to try to channel them. Okay. More um, because she hasn't been meditating. They were trying to connect before. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's the message. Okay. Perfect. So a little bit of homework. Yes. Exactly. I'm curious if um, if you or anybody else in the team wants to do any sort of work on at this time like any energetic work or anything that would help her um yes um there's a couple here that are going to work around her um her crown and her third eye okay i'm doing some attunements great you just let me know when they're all done take your time They were working on her ear, her left ear. Mm. She was hearing a lot of ringing, um, so they want to open that up a little bit so she can um, fix her antenna. Is what Perfect. I'm saying. Great. Um, are there any names or ways that 
can connect with you and her, uh, the rest of her team, like in meditation or in any like invocations or, or names that she can call to. Um, don't have a name. It's more of a feeling. But okay. let me see if anybody else. Oh, there goes the ringing in her ear again. So somebody's trying to. <laughs> um. There's a lot of names being thrown at me, and I can't. She. I think if she meditates, they will come. Yeah. Perfect. Any other advice for her or anything you want to share? Um, advice? Um, not necessarily advice, just to remind her that um, she is safe here and that she can continue to um, work on all of that through her meditations and she needs to be outside more. She's... Um, inside with her work all day and so she needs to take time to be in the sun um the sun's gonna help her as well um align and um be a clearer channel and drink more water is gonna help with that channel as well beautiful yeah yeah any other messages um I'm going to say bath salt, salt bath. Salt bath, okay. Yeah, something help about this. Energetically. Salt. Yes. Um, she works with a lot of people and a lot of their energies, so she needs to do frequent um, clearing. Yeah. And that's going to help. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much for answering all of our questions and so beautifully. All right, there you go. Now we have so many more answers around what happened in Mintaka. Uh, I'm really curious uh, if any of you out there felt like that rang any bells for you. Um, if you feel like maybe you, you might be Mintakan also, um, let me know. I'd be interested in doing a hypnosis session. I'm just kind of taking on clients on a case-by-case -case basis right now. Still through the end of the year, um, I'm taking on folks who um, think maybe they have been contacted. Um, I'd be also interested in exploring Mintaka too, so um, some more. But um, yeah, if you, if you feel like you're Mintakan, reach out. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I will see some of you guys on Sunday. Hope you guys can make it and uh, head to the show notes uh, of this episode to sign up for the info call on Sunday. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. I'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Starseed Awakening podcast. If you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others, visit my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash QHC to sign up for the next round. See you soon.